Recording in progress. Hi, everyone. Got it. <laughs> Why do I make you say got it? Get, got it if the recording's in progress. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it made you click got it. It made me click got it. <laughs> you have to consent. G-O-D comma it. <laughs> um, all right. We're doing a bunch of question and answers um today hi everybody hi everybody it will probably carry on for a few episodes so <clears throat> we're gonna go in order and they go way back because i haven't been seeing them like you all know so here's the first one i don't know if i should say the person's name we'll keep it anonymous yeah we'll keep it anonymous okay hi sean and delaney this question is focused on satan and faith it has been hard for me to get past why God would give any power to Satan in this world. We know God is sovereign, but God has allowed Satan to operate in this world within the boundaries God has set for him. While the Bible says Satan has power, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, uh, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the, man, the minds of those who don't believe. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. From this passage, God has given Satan domain over unbelievers. Do you think God planned this? Did God create Satan for a purpose? Was it to show us what it's like to walk in darkness? This is a huge question we could probably spend two hours on. <laughs> For the simple reason that our re our listener there has taken what Satan did and was and is using that and applying it to a day when he's not applicable. Hmm. That, that reader is reading about Satan having had power, having been uh, allowed to do things. But uh, it's a mistake to think that he's still in power because Revelation says, no, he's not. He's mm -hmm. Jesus, even when Jesus was alive, says the power of Satan is about to end. When did it, when did the power lose its abilities? At the cross, when mm -hmm. Jesus died for the sin of the world. So uh, you're not going to be doing much talking on this, but really quickly, Satan earned the right to the things of this world by getting the first created people made in God's image to turn against him. He got the whole human race, ostensibly, Adam and Eve, to turn against God and rebel against him. And Satan took the power and was in, in the place of power as a fallen angel. Yes, he was still beholden to God, but God's paramount uh, love is free will. He gives it to angels. He gives it to men. He gives it to animals. You have a will and you can do what you want. And Satan did, and Satan earned the power. So that's why the second Adam came, beat Satan at all of his temptations, crushed his head, and did away with him forevermore. Mm. Our writer probably will say, well, then how come they're still evil? Because we are evil. Our nature's evil. We don't need, need a Satan to tempt us. We will do our own evil on our own. So that re listener is reading 
text and assigning it to now that has no bearing on us today? Hmm. There's my answer. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So just a couple major things are that God, I think the question is really like, did God plan, plan it? And you're saying God gave Satan the freedom and Satan orchestrated it. I don't believe there's any planning going on. Okay. And, um, the questions like, I, I, I don't know. I, yeah, that, 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 oh my gosh, that's the main question that I could ask from them. Um, yeah, it's not, it's not God creating Satan. The evil creates itself by virtue of choosing to go against God. Mm. Is the is, God is there. He is. He's not creating evil. And the virtue of, of something saying no to him is the evil. It's the lack of God. It's the self-will. It's the dark versus the light. It's selfishness versus love. That the opposite. That's where evil came from. And the angel Satan fell buying into the dark and the power it gave him. So, so there's no God creating him. So a specific entity, Satan, wielded that thing that exists, that still exists now. Darkness still exists now. It's just not Satan. Satan. The, the absence of God. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So Satan and and the absence of God is, is self. You're the, saying. Abs the absence of God is the ultimate form of self, self-knowledge, self-will, dark, uh, non-love, because the absence of God is self-love. Mm. So it's absolutely, we don't need a little angel to be tempting us like he did under the law for the Jews. That's mm. Satan really has his powers by the law. So it's contextually in that narrative that Satan played a role, but he is not out there doing that now. And Christians have long made that mistake of thinking he is. The power that convinced Satan to rebel against God, that's what dwells. And that is real terror. That's something you want to be terribly frightened of, that dark absence of God. Yeah, and that we could like, I'm wondering if we could get to the point of tapping into that as much as Satan did. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can find humans who have said, Panopole to God, I will tap into me, my will. And in that you see the worst depredations of, of the darkness's power. And it is power and it and it can give you life. Mm. It sustain you in this world with wealth yeah yeah well that's that's good i know you've done a lot of thinking on that and studying so Tons. we could I'm, I'm trying to keep it a little bit you keep it insights within the corral okay um oh same question Fun. okay a quick rewind in this series, according to Matthew 1, 16, 
<laughs> Rewinding. <laughs> According to Matthew 1 16, it was Joseph, Jesus's legal or foster father, who was made the cut, who made the cut and met the precise requirement of the order Jewish bloodline. Then in passages from Matthew 1 18 to Matthew 1 25, it's clear that Jesus was conceived without the genetic contribution of Joseph. So what about the distinct qualifying fleshly standards of the family background of the Messiah? Weren't those significant and conclusive in actuality? James, the brother of Jesus, its exact meaning is being debated, would, would be more fitting accordingly, right? Was this breach... God's telltale sign to indirectly step over or mock the material criteria of prophecies? Is it a hill to die on theologically, or did I just miss something from the equation? And it's a heavy question. Mm. It would, I would have to really sort of give it thought and research. I'm not equipped to answer it. Okay. I don't, I, I have an answer to that, the complexity of that question off the top of my head. You, that's something you haven't necessarily considered. I've considered it, but I don't have a reasonable answer. I'm not sure where it fits. I know when it comes to try to make scriptural narratives stand on all fours of the of the peg of the of the stool, so there's a balance resting. It's very difficult. Okay, you have to incorporate not only scribal differences in the text, but you also have to uh, for, you have to include. Um, they're not mistakes, but they're glosses over information that doesn't seem to be necessary for us to read, to know. And so it's really hard to make sense of questions like that perfectly. Okay. Don't have an answer is really the short response to that. Okay. I think this person has submitted a few questions and they're all like robust. So maybe we'll- He's a robust, robust thinker. <laughs> we'll see if we can get some answers but okay here's the next one do you have any clue or idea what does the galilee of the gentiles refer to in matthew 4 15 reportedly it stems from isaiah 9 1 where it is more of the galilee of the nations by the by the way eugene peterson interpreted it as galilee crossroads for the nations but if both wordings mean non-Jewish people, then one, who are they living? Who are they living there in the northeastern part of Galilee? Actually, non-Jews or deeply sinful Jews with the overstatement or quirky Hebraism. Or two, does this mean that in the apostolic record, all the occurrences of the Greek word ethnos indicates non-Jewish people? For instance, the prophecy or prediction in Matthew 24, 4 through 4-14, the passages like nations will rise against nation or you'll be hated by all nations ought to mean non-Jewish people. Or in Revelation 22-2, nations should mean non-Jewish populations of the world. How would you explain these ostensibly odd ones out? I would say that uh, the whenever the word ethnos is used, it's talking about the 12 tribes. It's not talking about non-Jewish nations in spite of the evidence given at the beginning of the question. So I don't see uh, uh, 
if they were uh, talking about the Gentiles of Galilee, you're talking probably about people who were deemed non-Israel, uh, which might be uh, Samaritans, or it could have been fallen Jews who were so steeped in sin they were just considered not uh, part of the house anymore. I don't know. It's a speculation. But bottom line answer is, I think tribes are tribes of Israel, and I don't think it I don't think it always or I don't think it frequently uses tribes to refer to Gentile nations. I see. Well, thank you. I don't Can we a... ask about things like how many sheep are in the fold? <laughs> I think there's some more of these coming. These are some hefty. I believe it. Okay, here's the next. It's even longer. Yep. Uh, <laughs> okay. Due to the original sin, we're deprived of God's spirit from birth. So we're spiritually dead. We only live in our physical, mental, psychic dimension with finite existing perspectives. Then through getting a sense of faith, our dead spirit could be revived by degrees or even in an instant, depending on the particular conditions of the individual. In other words, from the very outset, we're all at least poor in the spirit, like Matthew 5, 3 says. According to the statement of the passages, those people have a pass or prospective ownership to the kingdom of heaven. It looks like the same assertion as the good news tells us, namely that all of us are being saved which we shall already know from several passages that he lists out. But seemingly in this case, the declaration of the verse involves not only saved from, not only the saved from part, but also the saved to part. Or does the context imply that a saved to part refers to people in particular who are not only poor in the spirit, um, but moreover, they acknowledge and internalize this fact as well. So that the position of the kingdom of heaven would require a new mindset and approach as well. Help me tease apart the different layers and meanings. That's good stuff because there are answers to support whatever view you take on it. Um, I mean, most evangelicals believe that we are dead spiritually because of Adam's fall, born dead, and we need to be born spiritually now to even begin to uh, see the kingdom of heaven or participate in being saved too. Mm. Okay. But um, there is evidence that all of that has been fulfilled, is done because of Christ's victory over sin and death. And there's argument now among good brothers and sisters that, that think that the saved from and saved to has been done. Oh, been done entirely for the world today but people love the dark more than the light and so all it is is a matter of them rejecting the saved to and the saved from they just reject it all not realizing the finished work is done that men and women have in them some of god which is contrary to calvinism which is pure spiritual death of everybody still and their view is that this whole world is getting better. And all it is now is a matter of people saying, wow, I accept this gift. And you can be saved uh, to the kingdom as well as saved from. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, that that doesn't sound like the saved two is already done though. Like yeah, it, they believe the saved two is done, that everybody has been saved to the kingdom and have some of the spirit in them, but they won't receive that. They won't accept that. They won't embrace what that means. They say, I don't want it. You may have done it, God, but I don't want it. And so I don't want to be in your kingdom. I got mailed two passes, a pass to Disneyland. Yeah. And it's free to you. Come on in. And I say, I don't want it. Like yeah. it's, I'm understanding that as like, you're, you teach it as like you, this, you're sitting in a saved from condition from birth and you grab on to saved too, but they're yeah. saying sit in saved too and can walk out of it. Is that, that's the difference. See that last part again? I do say that what you said, that's what I believe still. No, I'm saying there are other people who think that you are born into a saved to condition, but you yeah. walk out of it. You leave it. Yeah, you, it's not you walk out of it. It won't, you can't get rid of it. It's there. It's done. It's yours. It's just like you have an inheritance from your father of a million dollars in the bank, but you never, ever go take a cent of it. I see. On it. It's there. It's done. It's paid. And I have friends who believe that is what God has done in the victory. So he's not only even overcome the, the, the saved from part, hmm. he, to overcome the save two part and i have some belief wonder to believe that's true at some in some ways as well but in the end it doesn't matter if you have the gift given to you and you never take any money out of it or if you or if you uh embrace or or if it wasn't done and you have to receive it by faith it's the same mm -hmm. it's both returning and saying i'll receive what's being offered to me mm -hmm. you how I say that? Yeah. Am I making any sense? Yeah. I'm I'm just thinking. I don't feel like I have the equipment to like embody these questioners and yeah, they, they're deeper thinkers. Yeah. <laughs> and it takes a longer conversation than a than a show to really get through. So it's it's not like their questions aren't important. They are, but the question is. Will most people follow along with this? And since we're trying to reach most people and not one person, <laughs> we need to have private conversations with. Yeah, but it does really help to have their questions. And it does. They're great. They're really And this questions. is where we want to get people to be. Stop talking about, you know, sin and having faith. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they like these questions are more than welcome. It's just that we have to um, stir, take a survey of them rather than dive deep into them. Yeah. Um, okay. Good questions though, whoever's writing them. Yeah. Um, I think that's about 20 for this one, but we can. We did two. Move on. To, we did three, I think, but yeah. That's how I count. <laughs> Um, all right, on to the next. Bye -bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>